In this week's episode, I am chatting with my new friend, Sam Darling, all about making friends. Sam, as she will share, has moved dozens of times in her lifetime and has become kind of an expert in how to meet new people and make new friends to the point that she's actually written a book about it, which she will share. So have a listen. This is a really great episode. If maybe you are feeling like you've lost your village a little bit, your friend circle is sort of disappearing, or maybe you just haven't got those same connections that you had a few years ago or when you were younger. It's a great conversation. She's got some great tips for how to get out and be brave and meet new people. And it's just a super fun conversation. Here we go. to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp. In each episode, I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Sam, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Jillian. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here with you. Me too. Okay, can you start? I've had the pleasure of meeting you by phone before, but can you start by introducing yourself and who you're a mom to? All of those good things. Sure. Um, so my name is Sam Darling, and I have lived in our beautiful city for almost eight years with my two daughters who are going into grade four and grade 10. And I uh, wanna say, I love the spirit of community that you build around mom camp and yourself. Uh, Thank you. Obviously we're like kindred spirits, Absolutely, right? we're all about reaching out to people. So I currently work as a management consultant and coach uh, with community leaders specifically around helping them make their work culture more inclusive. Mm. And, you know, all of the communication friction that we hear about these days with um, making spaces more just, equitable, diverse, and inclusive. That's something I've been doing for literally decades. Awesome. And then I have a background in, in the entertainment industry as a writer and performer, as well as as a science communicator, which is a little <laughs> bit out of left field. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, but my area of expertise for us today is specifically around the fact that I've moved around so much. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, I picked up a lot of skills about meeting new people and right. getting out of our kind of safety zone and um, pushing through those moments of insecurity in order mm -hmm. to make new friends. Yeah. And I think that the ability to make new friends is I mean, we know this from research. It's essential for our well-being. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to do when you keep moving, as I right. did. Right. And when you have kids, like you know, folks on your your group know uh -huh. totally how totally. difficult that transition is once you have children. So I've actually lived in five US states and okay. six yeah. nations. And six nations. Okay. And six Good. nations and the Crazy. US states were so different from each other, they might as well have been different countries mm -hmm. because California and South Carolina are like two different countries. <laughs> yeah. Pretty right. 
So, you know, recognizing that it's so important to have that community around me for long-term uh, mental and even physical well-being, um, people recognized that I was good at this skill, mm -hmm. and I ended up writing a book, which I did tell you about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Called, so tell us, yes, tell yes, us the name. I will tell you the name. It's called How to Make Friends, Even Though People Are Awful and You Hate Them. <laughs> I love, I love the tagline. It's amazing. It's, you know, it's practical advice and obviously there's humor in there too, but it is my experience. A lot of times it's hard. It is mm -hmm. hard work mm -hmm. making new friends and sifting through all of the uncomfortable feelings and the miscommunications and everything that can happen requires a lot of bravery actually. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. Cause it's one of those things that we tell our kids, like, just be yourself, mm -hmm. just be yourself, go out and meet new people. And because everything's new for them, it's all a little scary. They do it. Right. But when it's our turn to just go out there, just be ourselves and do something a little scary, mm -hmm. people really back off from it. Well, it's a vulnerable thing. Like, I mean, even being at like a, a networking event and really making a connection with somebody, right. It's like that moment where you're like, do you actually want to be like friend friends? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? like, it's this vulnerable place of like, are we on the same page here that we should hang out more than just this networking breakfast? Like it's, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. And also navigating, in my case, all these different cultural cues and different mm -hmm. types of personalities. And so really what ended up happening is that my advice for my friends was very different from what I was reading in the pop culture. Mm. And I realized it's because there are a few things that I don't necessarily believe in. So this will be funny for you. Okay. Because I, I suspect you probably identify yourself as extroverted, right? Well, interestingly, I think I'm an ambivert because okay. I'm an extroverted person, but I really need to recover from big social situations. That's fair. And yeah. I, I think that actually everyone's an ambivert. Like even people who self-identify as introverts mm -hmm. are probably just romantics who've had their hearts broken once oh, too many yeah. times. Yeah. Like we all really crave that connection mm -hmm. and authentic human interaction. Mm -hmm. And so like the example of being at a work event is perfect because, you know, you're not sure, are we being authentic or are we like just... Right talk and shop, if you will. Well, totally. And I always feel this. Um, I mean, I'm always myself for good or for bad. <laughs> I, I'm usually the, like the one with the laugh that's too loud and like saying things that I probably shouldn't say in a work awesome. event, but <laughs> I'm also like, there's this sense of being on. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is probably why I need to recover so much at the end of the day, because I have exerted so much energy at being me that then I want to go hide and, <laughs> well, and you're really bomb. good at making yourself seen which is yeah. I think also like you're this beacon for people to be drawn to <laughs> and you're probably you know introducing folks to each other and yes. greasing all those social wheels I completely can relate to that experience yeah. and that can be exhausting so the key I think also to going out and and not identifying yourself as an introvert is is recognizing that we all have those moments of awkwardness. Mm -hmm. We're all going to experience those, like, I don't feel comfortable or I don't know where I'm supposed to stand or what I'm supposed to say, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what most people end up doing is that they gravitate toward events 
and other people that are just like themselves. Yeah. That's where they feel comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I mean, that's great. If you know, you do that, that's perfectly appropriate. But some of my counterintuitive advice is to actually seek out groups that are different from you Mm. and to um, maybe go try out or even just observe hobbies or clubs or what have you that are not what you would usually experience and meet new kinds of people and practice your skills of just being yourself in those spaces. And that's interesting. I'm sorry. I'm going to interject. No, please. Cause otherwise I'll just keep talking. So no, I love great. it. But that's interesting. Cause it, as you said that I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause there's this sense of when you're approaching or wanting to, um, meet people that are like you, mm-hmm. there's this sense of expected belonging and need to belong. But when you meet people that aren't identical to you, you can actually be more yourself because you don't expect to belong. You can just be you right? Like, do you know what I mean? The pressure's kind of off. That's interesting. Yeah. The pressure's off. And then what you do is take the focus off of just trying to like show who you are and become curious about the event or the people that you're experiencing. So you're approaching it as I often ended up doing because I was new to a place. Mm -hmm just with like an openness to learn more about where I live and the people who live there, right? So the beautiful part about that is that it does take a lot of the pressure off. And um, what I also found is that I have a diverse group of friends Mm -hmm. as a result. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very common and normal for us to have best friends who are our age our race, our sexual orientation. Like Mm -hmm. that's all the things that we tend to just at a baseline, oh, I can relate to this person because they're so much like me. Mm -hmm. But when you start to push yourself a little bit outside of those comfort zones, you start to meet a more diverse group of people. Mm -hmm. And that is also very um, exciting, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, And, and it doesn't have to be, a dreary experience to go out. Oh, I have to go out and socialize and network. It can mm-hmm. become something where you're learning about other subcultures in the city you live in mm-hmm. or other hobbies that you didn't even realize someone might have. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it can be hard for moms, mm. whether you're moving to a new city or not. I had this experience where once my kids kind of got their own opinions of the activities that they wanted to do, <laughs> I didn't get to just put them in what my friends' kids were in, right? They got their own opinions. They got their own, you know, desires to do things. And I obviously want to support those. But then as their schedules built up and I was working full-time, still am, and my friends' kids' schedules built up and Mm. they were working full-time, we saw each other less and less and less. So only those key friends that we like intentionally made connections with. And sometimes it was months because we were just so busy and you'd fall out of the habit. Right. I kind of felt like I lost my village, right? Like I kind of felt like I lost that support. And when we were going through stuff, like our son's diagnoses and everything, I didn't have that circle around me because it had kind of fallen away. But 
then the idea of going out and finding new mom friends, I mean, assuming you want mom friends, like, you know, that's not a diverse circle, but you know, let's say we want sure. mom friends. You start to think, well, everybody's already got their circle. Um, I can't, you know, just invest my, like inject myself into somebody's new life. Do you know what I mean? Like it gets a Their little bit established daunting. life. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. why it's harder for adults in general, because mm-hmm. you have an established life when your kids, you're all just like, Hey, let's all be friends. Right. And like you become friends easily in school or whatever. But once your life is established, you have your people, you have your routine, you have your schedule. So to insert somebody new into that, it kind of comes like kind of becomes a right thing right well and and there's the i totally get that and i i also have the dual um obstacles that i hate most people and i'm a big weirdo (laughs) so you know like it's not actually that easy for me to. okay what do you mean you hate most people go go let's go a little bit deeper in there (laughs) well just that you know i have some pretty like particular hobbies or interests that maybe not everyone's going to connect with. So I'm not going to immediately click with everyone that I meet. And I think that's completely standard and normal. I think most of us feel like we're a little bit offbeat and don't fit some mold because frankly, nobody does. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying that to illustrate that we all go out into the world feeling like everyone's got their shit together and I don't. Right. right? Like that's kind of a feeling that we all carry around. Fair. And everyone has their tight-knit beautiful friendship circle and I'm new here and I feel awkward like that's completely yeah I think universal but what's key also with kids is that they're usually sharing experiences Mm -hmm. and so they're not going in with the intention of like I'm going to make a new friend today they're going in with I'm going to participate in this soccer club or I'm going to take part in a week-long science experiment or whatever. And then in that group, they're going to find somebody that they click with. Totally. And then start wanting to hang out with them more because of their shared passions, their shared interests. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have a similar sense of humor. That's often a thing that people connect on. Absolutely. Right. That's so true because people came to camp as an example. I know we were talking about camp before we hit record and they didn't know each other at all, but they had the shared experience and they didn't necessarily go to there to make friends. Some of them went with friends. Some of them went by themselves. They didn't go there to, I'm going to make new mom friends. Right. Right. They went to have an experience. And now I see on Facebook, like they're all, they're all friends. They might not be hanging out, but they all have this friendship because of that connected experience. Not because they said, I'm going to make a new friend. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. And, and sometimes also, um, just because of the way our biology works, a um, an experience that's a little high adrenaline, mm-hmm. like sharing, you know, three days together at mm-hmm. a camp, a sleepaway camp, like it creates a bit of intensity. Totally. That makes you bond. Yeah, totally. You know, that's a natural kind of thing that will happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So moving to a new place, I would always identify the things that were popular in the area that I'd moved to Hmm. and go in with an interest to learn more about the town and Hmm. as well as the people who live there. And like, I've, you know, gone and experienced some really interesting hobbies that aren't necessarily what I would end up pursuing, but I met really interesting people. Like what, like what types of hobbies? 
Well, so for example, uh, I've gone and seen a lot of boxing matches. Oh. Because I lived near a place that had a gym where like local community boxing was a big deal. Oh, cool. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned, well, I ended up really liking it and I learned how to sail and got my captain's license. Nice. I made a bunch of friends through the sailing clubs, just volunteering on people's boats. Cool. Um, both of these things are pretty high adrenaline too. So totally you're in it together for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And you, you really get to know people in those kind of environments. Um, there have been lots of book clubs, which are really interesting because you get to hear people's perspectives on different, you know, books that Mm -hmm. you're reading. Um, yeah, there, there are people really like to talk about their hobbies (laughs) <laughs> and and actually at that work event that you were at if you weren't sure how to transition it into more of a friendship right ask them what their hobbies are and get them to just geek out about it yeah 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 and and you'll find you know that authenticity that we were talking totally. about once right. in a while I'll drop like a Marvel reference or a Harry Perfect. Potter reference. And then yeah. like, just to like, I'll drop it and see if they pick it up and run with it. And then that's my way of being like, Oh, there you like go. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you just cast a spell on them. That's right. Take it. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, people are trying to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and obviously it's more challenging these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it more challenging with virtual interaction. Yes. But folks are still having their meetings about whatever interesting things that they're really passionate about. Yep. And yep. it's and it's sometimes it's actually entry. they're more accessible. Like I find book clubs are fairly exclusive because like once they've established their book club, there there's not often ones that are out there that are like, come join us, right? Like we're open entry, like come on in. But if there's something online with virtual, at least in my experience, but if there's something online virtual, I find them sometimes more accessible, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And mm-hmm. and also you save so much time these days going to yeah, virtual events. True. So <laughs> you can no actually commute. hit a lot more. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We used to. But, and also I I tell a story in the book that I think is really relevant for Mm -hmm. moms because I really understand with the time crunch, especially when you have them when they're really young. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept trying to get into the city for a meeting, for a meetup that was happening. So I'm, I'm in the suburb of North Van and it's not that far, right? Like it's like a 30 minute trip to go into town to this meeting. Yeah. But I had a baby and I had a seven-year-old and it just wasn't happening. And I contacted the meetup organizer and asked if I could have a separate meeting here, specifically for other moms who yeah. couldn't get into town. And he said, sure. Awesome. And I ended up starting a chapter here and it like became pretty popular with women nice. because I had it earlier because that suited my schedule. And, yep. you know, I, I walked to it from my house. So there are ways around those kinds of obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, and still making time and prioritizing it as something that you can, you can put in your life because it's important. So how do you get over the, whether it's shyness or uncertainty, you know, how do you get over those humps? Yeah. Shyness is an uncertainty. Um, I, I still feel shy and uncertain. I never actually stopped feeling shy and uncertain, but if I want to make friends, <laughs> Yeah. Then I got to do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's this moment, I guess it's a, like, we always, people always talk about their why, right. Especially in the entrepreneurial world. Like what's your why for like, why are you doing this? So it's the same thing. It's like, you hit this point where like, well, I am lonely. I want to get more friends. I actually have to do something about it. I can't just sit here and be lonely, right? Like it's that yeah. moment that you basically would rather be uncomfortable than be in the position you're in at that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that it's such a universal experience that mm -hmm. I'm doing a service by, by putting myself out there and connecting people to each other and to me mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like if we're, if we all hide away, then that's not going to serve anybody. It's not yeah. going to serve our community. It's not going to serve us personally. And I, I sort of talk about it in terms of the Sunday night feeling. So the Sunday night feeling is that like, are you looking forward to your week? Mm -hmm. Do you have a couple of social engagements that you're really looking forward to? Are there a couple of friends you're going to see that you're excited to mm -hmm. catch up with? And for me, if I don't have that thing to look forward to, then I feel like pretty blah about yeah. my upcoming week. Yeah. So being intentional about putting those things in your calendar. Definitely. That bring you that joy and that excitement yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so then is it more about putting to start, to get started sure. activities in your calendar than making friends, right? Like, is it more about finding those activities where you will connect with people and just being brave and going out and doing those? Yeah. Um, so you will face a lot of rejection and you will have a lot of like times when you go and nothing comes of it. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It does sort of start out first with the idea of going to an activity, mm -hmm. um, but you're still going to come away with new information. Right. You're still going to come back knowing more about your local community, finding out about some other random thing. Like it, it's never a night where night, day, whatever the event you go to, where you come back, like that was a complete waste of time. Mm -hmm. Like there's always something that you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's like, I met a guy and he was a big jerk and I never want to talk to him again. That's still right. good information. It's a story. <laughs> it's a story. It's an anecdote. And yeah. now you know to avoid that particular establishment. Totally. Like, oh no, their appetizers were overpriced. Now I know. So um, I, it's always worth going. And what I find is that it builds on itself. Mm -hmm. So if you go to one and you meet a couple of people and you learn about more things that are happening in your community, then you start going totally. to more and eventually you'll start meeting the people you click with mm -hmm. and you'll find the activities that really resonate with you that you want to keep doing more regularly. Mm -hmm. So yes, for sure. Taking those first few steps. Okay. Um, here's another yeah. question though. Situational question. Good. Because I know, I mean, I know if I'm, let's say I'm my experience, I always try and take a colleague to a conference. I'm going to go to a work event for a second, just as an example. Sure. And so I have advocated to my boss in the past, like I need a wing woman because it's easier to meet people when you're in pairs, but on the flip side, and, and I mean, when we're there in pairs, like we, we get those people that are on their own and we're like, come with us. And like, that's how we just right. are at a conference. Like I like yep. to be, I like to be that, that person at the conference, but if I'm a solo yeah. and there are pairs that aren't like that, maybe, or there are groups of people that are obviously already entrenched 
Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you break in? Cause it's like that, like standing that awkward, like movie, like scene of standing on the outside of the circle, trying to break in, trying to like, be like, Oh, that's funny. Like join the conversation when they're laughing. And, you know, how do you break into those sort of existing bubbles of people when you're right. there on your own? Um, so the way that I do it is, it is your eavesdropping at first, right? Yeah. For yeah. a few, for like 30 seconds to a minute. Right. And <laughs> any longer, it gets a little weird, but it <laughs> gets a little weird when they start calling security. Exactly. Um, they will say something that you know about or that interests you. And all you have to say is, it sounds like, mm. and then you fill in the rest. It sounds like you read a lot of books. Oh, it sounds like you've been to this conference before. Mm-hmm. So there are certain phrases like that that are a good entry point because at that stage, they're either going to glare at me and make <laughs> it very clear that I am not, you know, welcome mm-hmm. into this conversation, which does occasionally happen. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to say, yes, I have been to this conference before. And then you can ask a follow up like, is it better this year? Right, you know? right, right, right. So those kind of open ended entries. And if you know you have that ready for yourself, it's a much less stressful experience. I like that. That's good. I've on the flip side, I've done, um, twice I can, uh, there are two, one duo and one single, um, I've actually met on social media and I've said, I feel like we need to be friends. Perfect. <laughs> then we have become friends in person and they are still friends to this day. But both times I was like, she's like my, one of them, my friend, Jen, uh, she said, um, do, like, do we, do we know each other? And I was like, we don't, but we have a lot of people in common and I feel like we're supposed to be friends. And she's like, okay. And then she was doing a makeup demo. Cause she was involved with a makeup company at one point. And she said, she just put it on social. Does anybody want to come over and I'll do makeup on you and we'll go live and we'll, we'll do all the stuff. And I was like, okay, (laughs) like we had not met. And I showed up at her door with a bottle of wine and we, I don't think we ever did go live because we were just having so much fun talking and we're still friends to this day. And then the other was the mom babes. Um, I don't know if you've heard about them. Um, That's part of the book, the collaborative book project that I was in. Um, We got connected on Instagram and I was like, I feel like we need to be friends. And they were like, we totally agree. And so then we ended up going to an event together because neither of us knew, like none of us knew anybody. They're they're sisters, so they have each other. But I was like, I'm joining you, right? And I just kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and just leapt because I felt comfortable enough to do it, right? It was like that safe space of social media. Yeah, did you feel comfortable or were you brave enough to do it? I'm going to give you the- yeah, I will say, say you were brave. Yes. I was brave and I had interacted enough with them through right. social that I, know I knew the yeah. energy, right? Like sure. it's like I felt that they were kind of my people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but I was brave and just kind of stepped out. And they've both been super rewarding relationships. That's right? amazing. And I feel like if you go out enough and meet enough people, you're gonna run into folks like yourself or myself who are good at this. And Mm -hmm. those are good people to know in your community Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we, I love connecting my friends to each other. Totally. I put them together. Like you both love fly fishing. You need to be best friends because I'm not going to talk about it with you. I'm not talking about it anymore. (laughs) Totally. It happens all the time. Yeah. 
I love it. But it, but the, it is true that it does require it, the intentionality that we talk about making the time for yourself and recognizing mm-hmm. that it is a priority, that friendship is important, mm-hmm. um, that, and still pushing through those awkward feelings, mm-hmm. the fear and of rejection, the fear of rejection, the, the, just the feeling like dumb, you just stand there feeling awkward and mm-hmm. weird and dumb, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know where to put my hands. I don't know what to say. Like we all experience it. Mm-hmm. Even the people like you and I, who seem to be very good at this skill are still feeling that way. Oh God. Yeah. Every time. Like if I go to something by myself, like I actually, I have gone up to people and said, can I stand with you? I'm feeling super awkward just standing here by myself. Perfect. Right. But, like that's my, like my awkwardness is my entry point. Because <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever said no to that? No. Okay. No. Because we I, all relate. Yeah. I picked the right group too, but then like, it also gives them a purpose because they get to help the girl who's feeling awkward. There you go. So then they feel like they're doing something good and they're doing a service for the awkward. They are. Right. (laughs) They want to take me under their wing and make it okay. So. (laughs) So maybe that's our special like skill here is just to seem so helpless and awkward that everyone wants to come to our rescue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Harry Potter and Marvel. Damn it. You've got to understand that I'm awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned I'm a big weirdo. Like yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I even, I mean, the way we connected, you reached out sure. you were like, Hey, I want to talk to you about mom camp. And like, I want that's and right. that's like, well, let's get on the call and talk about it. Right. So it was great. Like we just immediately connected. So, so I will tell you because this segues really well into another tip that I can provide your listeners mm-hmm. from my many, many, many moves. Like I'm not exaggerating when I say it's dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. Um, when I first went to Hollywood and I was working for a producer who gave me a bit of advice, who said, you know, you meet a lot of people and you don't think twice about it and you forget most of the ones you meet, but actually it's really useful if you write it down. Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet at that time, it was just for me in a notebook mm-hmm. that I carried because I come from the analog world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were absolutely right because what ended up happening is it became the basis for my entire community connection, both for work and for my personal life. And I would start to recognize, oh, you know what? I need to talk to someone who works at this studio, flip through the pages. Have I ever met anyone who worked mm-hmm. at that studio? I did. I was at a party with them four months ago. I forgot about that guy. Uh Right. Uh And so I still do that, but on a more social level, when I first moved to a place, because you're also bombarded with so many new names, right? Totally. I would write down their name, a brief description where I met them, et cetera, any little facts that I learned about them. And it has come in surprisingly handy every time that I've done that. Uh Um, not only for the purposes of connecting people to myself or each other, but just remembering their names. Well, there's something about <laughs> that, like something psychologically about writing yeah. down, right? Like, especially physically writing down, not just typing in a phone or something that does help it entrench itself in your memory for sure. I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for, for when you're new to a place, like when you first start a job, you know, I think we've all had the experience of looking at the, the employee list and trying to remember everybody and what they do so you're basically just doing that for your social life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that that's a very good tip now I'm curious what the six nations are obviously Canada and the U.S. 
Well, I started out in France. That's where I'm from. Okay. Yep. Um, I lived in Denmark for a large portion of my childhood. Wow. Um, I emigrated to New York City and learned English there, which is somehow I always get mistaken for Canadian because somehow the like New York City accent mixed with the French accent. Yeah, I could see that you have a Canadian accent. That does it's feel, bizarre, right? But I would never have thought that English was your second language. Yeah, my third. Third, actually, <laughs> I guess third. Yeah. Yep. So then I also lived in uh, South Carolina, Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania, California. Then I've also lived in Australia and New Zealand. And then I moved to Edmonton and then we moved here. Wow. Yeah. That's was it your family that was moving a lot when you like in the first sort of half of your life or yeah um kind of so my family were performers and mm. um opera singers so oh, I cool. traveled a lot with them so even though I was from France we were also like on tour right okay very cool so like my had my little baby passport with all the stamps in it going all Amazing. over the world yep and um and then I guess it became kind of a family tradition to just bounce around <laughs> Yeah. So I did that with my kids for a while. And then we made the choice to settle here and stay. Right. right. So I'm not traveling anywhere. Like I'll I'll go visit, but I'm not moving again. No, no. Fair. That's fair. I've done a lot of moving. That's a lot. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Twice with babies. Emigrating overseas two times with a baby in tow. I do not recommend it. (laughs) No, no. But did it help having a baby in tow to make new connections like were there mom groups and stuff like is it not really I I Mm. I often hear people say that it's easier when you have young children because there is that thing that you have in common um the trouble I found is that you're so tied to the baby's schedule right and you're so exhausted yourself that like I was saying with that earlier story, I Mm -hmm. found it hard even to go a half an hour to a monthly meeting. Right. It was really a struggle. So when you have really young kids, it is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, What would have been helpful, I think, if I had lived in a place for a while is I would have started hosting more. I would have, I would have offered to have people over and just, you know, had our little ones playing together. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one way to get around it. Um, and a lot of the mom friends that I made over the years in the different places are still friends. So Mm -hmm. clearly it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, what a life. Holy cow. (laughs) Holy cow. That's awesome. I have a lot of experience with this. Yes, you do. Okay. So if you could sum up sort of the top three tips or steps for a mom wanting to go out and make new friends and expand her social circle, what Mm -hmm. would they be? Um, To be excited to learn about people other than what they're used to. Mm -hmm. So really like make an effort to get to know people who are different from you in one way or another. Yeah. Um, To recognize that literally everyone feels awkward Mm -hmm. in these situations. Like I've honestly, I've worked with a lot of very beautiful, famous gorgeous people who look like they've got it all together and they feel just as awkward as the rest of us. Yeah, I bet. They really do. Um, And that you are going to feel icky a lot of the time when you're first Mm -hmm. doing this, there is going to be rejection. You are going to get stood up. That does Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but that's part of the process, right? Like right. that's, that's just how it goes. If you want to make those, those new connections, mm-hmm. you got to put yourself out there. And the rejection I found is very rarely personal. Yeah. Um, it's not usually about you. Not usually. And if it is, that's kind of okay too. Like, I just feel like, okay. Well, just, then, yeah. They're not the right fit then. Right. Then yeah. we, like, they don't get my weirdness. Yeah. And we're not meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I get that. Like I'm a lot, like, you know, maybe I'm not for everybody. <laughs> awesome. All right. I have some questions that I asked all my guests. Perfect. Uh, so how do you define balance for yourself and your family? Or do you? Balance for myself and my family. I should have looked at your questions ahead of time because you can see I'm a deep thinker, right? Well, I was going to say, this might be the one part I edit out. It's the silence. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. You you need to whisper. She's she's staring at me malevolently (laughs) because I asked her this question. Okay. So let's talk about balance because a lot of people actually get triggered by the word. They say, I don't believe in balance. I don't Uh believe it's possible. People talk about harmony. They talk about flow alignment. There's all kinds of things. And it's been fascinating to hear what people's different perspectives are. So, well, so when you said balance, what it triggered for me was thinking about all of the people in my world, my family and my, my close friends and my community and how, I spread my energy out in a way that prioritizes everyone without losing myself. I love that. And how I think about everyone, how I can nurture them in a way that isn't draining. Right. Mm, So that's what I was thinking about in terms of balance. And I know I do it. And I was just trying to figure out a pithy way of explaining how I do it. Well, I love that. Even, even the fact that that's a priority for you is something I think people can think about because I know so often moms, women give everything to everybody else and forget about that piece of maintaining themselves and preserving themselves, right. And uplifting and filling themselves up. So, yeah, I think that even the fact that you know that and prioritize it is great. Yeah. Yeah. And also because I do think we serve as our parenting is as role models right? Mm -hmm. And it's what we do. And so what I'm trying to role model for the kids is that they have to care about each other as much as they take care of themselves. And that it is about the wider community. Mm. And it is about being inclusive, because that is a huge part of my daily life and my mandate in this world is making sure that everyone's needs are attended to. So it has like quite a lot that comes up when you ask about yeah, balance. That's equity that's, balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually one of the uh deepest uh answers I've had to that question. Oh so my thank you. Yeah, oh, no, no, because you say like a lot comes up, right? Like yeah. it actually takes it like balance and equity, like that whole side of it. That really thank you for that. That's good. Sure. Okay. Do you make time for self-care and what does that look like to you? Um I do. So self-care for me moment to moment is intricately tied with authenticity. Mm. 
And I don't ever want to be in positions where I have to fake anything. Mm -hmm. So as long as I can be authentically my full self, then I feel good, whatever it is that I'm That's taking care of you. Yeah. And so, you know, even if I'm in the midst of a chaotic day where everything's just, oof, there's a lot happening, as long as I can express that mm-hmm. I'm feeling like there's a lot happening, oh, like then it's okay. Then I can yeah. handle it. Right. Yeah. That expression is the self-care yes. or the, the ability to express it is the self-care. Yeah. Authentic yeah. emotional expression, being able to be honest with my kids, my partner, mm-hmm. my friends, the people I'm working with. Um, anytime that I have to self-censor, then I feel bad mm. and, and I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not honoring myself and I don't feel like I'm living the proper life that I should be living. So I I've had that. those jobs and I've had some of oh, those yeah. relationships and it did not feel good. So there yep. you go. Yep. I hear you. I love it. That's good. Okay. This is the big one. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? I almost feel like it's unfair to give myself any kind of final credit, like report card. Totally. Yep. Because they're not finished baking yet. Yeah, no, totally. I'm I, so far. <laughs> I mean, like it's kind of a day-to-day thing, right? Yeah. hundred um, percent. Biggest lesson. Or one of the biggest lessons, let's say. Okay. Okay. When it's stressful, when I'm able to maintain this feeling like I'm a tree just buffeting in the winds of tantrums or big emotions Mm. or whatever chaos is happening, then I feel like that is some kind of uh, achievements as a parent. And also it happens in other leadership positions mm. because as moms, we're often leaders mm-hmm. for our family and our kids. And just this ability to kind of take it in without taking it personally and mm-hmm. to still be this, you know, still gentle presence mm-hmm. in the midst rooted. of whatever that's yeah. happening, rooted and just, you know, there for them. Mm-hmm. That was a really hard skill to learn. Mm-hmm. And I felt like once I achieve that skill, then I'm, then I'm having a good day with the parenting. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I need to like have the mantra to myself. Like I am a tree. Yeah. I am a tree. Cause that visual is so powerful. Like just right? being grounded and rooted, but being able to like blow with the let them do what they need to do it's all like part of their growth and Mm -hmm. you know I don't need to control them Mm -hmm. I'm just this presence for them and I I don't always achieve it but Mm -hmm. there are those moments where I'm like wow I'm doing a really good job keeping my cool today Kudos to me. Look at me I go. should get some I, kind of like parenting award for this right. today. Where's this my medal? <laughs> and then we don't talk about the dates where I fail completely. No, no. The days I have to hand the medal back to the, the judges because yeah. the days when we go hide in the bathroom for a yeah. few minutes. Oh, been there. Been there. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How can our listeners get the book, connect with you, all the things? Become Thank your you. best friend. Become my best friend. Please do. Um 
I have my website. So samdarling.com, which is how you can get in touch with me for coaching or questions or anything. Mm-hmm. And then the book is available um, in a, an ebook format on all the platforms. Okay. And it's, it's 99 cents on most oh, of them because nice. it wasn't even really about like making, like my, my friends were just like, you're so good at this. You should tell people how right. to do it. Right. So I wrote it to be helpful. Awesome. And it's humorous. So it's really just more of a laugh. Um, and it has practical advice too. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will link to your website in the show notes Thank and, you. uh, places people can buy the book, the ebook, cause it's awesome. So good. Uh, thank you for reaching out to me and becoming my friend. Yay. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm very grateful to be connected to you. Uh, we will meet in person one day we will. and, uh, hopefully soon. And, uh, yeah, I think this was really helpful and it'll give people a lot to think about and maybe help break through some nerves, uh, you know, and, and take some have some brave moments and just go out there and meet some people. So thank you. We love it when people do that. Thank you for having me. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.